Anna took a right, and then a left, and within three minutes, they were thoroughly lost. This is so unlike you. I'm trying, but look at this. He held out the map. Anna glanced at it, but one of the reasons she'd accepted his offer to come with her was because maps confused her under the best of circumstances. The roads wander at random, and they all look the same, he said. Half of them don't even have signs. Anna had to agree. Identical leafless trees and rugged terrain faced them at every turn. She drove up one hill and down another, winding back and forth around rocky outcroppings and spectacular, yet similar, mansions. As the minutes ticked by, Anna clenched the wheel more tightly. She and David sat unspeaking in their heated, all-wheel-drive cocoon, while the snow fell harder and the sky outside the windows darkened with the waning of the day. Then, just as they crested a small rise and were taking a downhill curve to the left, David hissed and reached for the handhold above his door. What? Anna took a quick look at David. His mouth was open, but no sound came out, and he pointed straight ahead. Anna returned her gaze to the windshield. Ten feet in front of them, a wall of snow blocked the road, like a massive, opaque picture window. She had no time to respond, think, or press the brake before they hit it. Woof. They powered through the wall, and for a long three seconds, a vast black space surrounded them. Then they burst through to the other side, to find themselves bouncing down a snow-covered hill, much like the one they'd been driving on, but with grass beneath their wheels instead of asphalt. During the first few seconds, as Anna fought to bring the van under control, they rumbled into a clearing situated halfway down the hill. She gaped through the windshield at the three men on horseback, who'd appeared out of nowhere. They stared back at her, frozen as if in a photograph, oblivious now to a fourth man who'd fallen on the ground. All four men held swords. Anna! David finally found his voice. Anna stood on the brakes, but couldn't get any traction in the snow. All three horses reared, catapulting their riders out of their saddles. Anna careened into two of the men, who fell under the wheels with a sickening, crunching thud. Still unable to stop the van, she plowed right over them and the snow-covered grass into the underside of a rearing horse. By then, the van was starting to slide sideways, and its nose slewed under the horse's front hooves, which were high in the air, and hit its midsection full on. The windshield shattered from the impact of the hooves, the horse fell backwards, pinning its rider beneath it, and the airbags exploded. By then, the van's momentum had spun it completely around, carried it across the clearing to the edge, and over it. The van slid another twenty feet down the hill, before it connected with a tree at the bottom of the slope. Breathless, chained by the seatbelt, Anna sat stunned. David fumbled with the door handle. Come on. He shoved at her shoulder, 
when she didn't move, he grasped her chin and turned her head to look at him. The gas tank could explode. Her heart catching in her throat, Anna wrenched the door open and tumbled into the snow. She and David ran toward a small stand of trees, 30 feet to their left, and stopped there, breathing hard. The van remained as they'd left it, sad and crumpled against the tree at the base of the hill. David had a line of blood on his cheek. Anna put her hand to her forehead, and it came away with blood, marring her brown glove. What? Anna swallowed hard and tried again. How did we go from lost to totaled in 2.4 seconds?